you could do Darwin. Actually, that would be really great. You could do like Darwin raging with choice. a like animal barbarian, but also mix him yeah. with a little bit of druid. So he's got that hardcore moon druid beast shape going on. Yeah, he's definitely like barbarian druid. Yeah. 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 I think that'd be great. Welcome to Science for the People. I'm Bethany Brookshire. And I'm Rochelle Saunders. And welcome to our very last seasonable nerd gift extravaganza where Rochelle and I spend probably too much time sniffing around the internet for sciencey and nerdy gift ideas for the primary purpose of squeeing over each and every one of them at length recorded for your enjoyment and to be honest our enjoyment hopefully we also provide gift finding services for some of you in the process prompting some fresh ideas suitable for all geeks in your life or maybe like us you have family or friends pestering you about what it is that you want for Christmas and hey Maybe there are some things here you like as much as we do, and you can add those things to your own wish list. Or maybe, just like us, you really like mugs. <laughs> Rochelle, we are on a mug train this year. Like, oh. I don't have a mug problem. I have a mug solution. <laughs> it is a mug year. I have been informed by my partner that I cannot, cannot purchase any more mugs or he'll start taking some of the ones I already own to charity shops, which is very sad for me, but it will not stop me from finding cool mugs for you all to buy. Well, you ask him, wither your cozy vibes. Like if I don't have cool nerdy mugs, I don't have enough cozy vibes. And like, I don't know about you or the rest of the world, but I'm in deep need of cozy vibes. I anyway, like I, should, I feel like what I should do is start a mug rotation scheme where like every Sunday I swap out the mugs so that I use them all equally. And therefore he can't claim that there are any mugs I never use. See, I would love that. But then I would also end up with like a mug storage issue. I would need like one of those external storage pods that's like just mugs. <laughs> <laughs> just like replace one entire wall in the kitchen with just perfectly sized mug shaped slots. And well, no, I'm thinking like I'd get a pod, right? And then I would die. And then they would put the pod on like one of those, you know, shows where people bid on like storage units. <laughs> Amazing. Be like, this but you open really it, like weird all mugs. mugs. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd bid on that one. And they'll take it on Antiques Roadshow and they'd be like, these are worth nothing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, they're wicked in my heart. We will get to the mugs. Don't you all worry. But first, since it's that time of year, let's talk about seasonal Christmas and Hanukkah themed gifts. Can I start with the first one? Absolutely, because I you got very excited when I shared this. I was so cute. I was oh my god. So I mean, I think we can all agree that tardigrades are like, you know, be the tardigrade you wish to see in the world kind of vibes. Um, and you found a tardigrade Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> and it's so cute. And it's so inspirational. Like I see this little guy and I'm like, man, if he can survive in the vacuum of space, I can survive the holidays. He's got a seasonal sparkles on. He's so cute. He's very cute. I, I, I want him. I admit, I don't even have a Christmas tree. I also really like the T4 bacteriophage Christmas baubles that I found. They are bacteriophages inside Christmas baubles, and each of the phages are wearing little Christmas hats. <laughs> the only thing I would change about them is like, because bacteriophages actually attack the outside of a cell, I would actually stick the thing on the outside of the bauble. Oh, that's even <laughs> so that better. It was, like, drilling its way in. Look, if anybody buys these, you have to break them apart and then reform them in Bethany's image. You and know, then send us pictures. Yes. 
Um, and you found a wonderful series of holiday-themed science t-shirts, because why celebrate holidays when you could celebrate nerdy holidays, um, including <laughs> fa la 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 la. <laughs> it, is, it is fa with la in parentheses to the eighth power because it is fa la 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 uh and it's it's very cute it's like festive and also curiously tasteful which is not something i thought i would say about holiday merchandise uh i definitely find myself loving these kinds of things because i live in the uk and uh, like the ugly christmas sweater thing is an ingrained thing that happens here the christmas sweaters are already out in force and they will continue to come out in force and i like any of these sort of christmasy t-shirts or christmas sweaters that indulge in that but give it a science bend so always got to find one yeah if you're gonna have a like really horrible christmas sweater it really should have a message you know, it should Absolutely. say something about you as a person. A hundred percent. I also found some uh, sort of sciencey, nerdy Christmas cards uh, because Christmas cards are fun to send this year. So I've got two that I liked. I have one that is a sort of derpy looking partridge in a Petri dish. And it says, and a partridge in a Petri. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so really good. Cute. And then a really lovely uh, double helix DNA Christmas tree uh, with little beakers as the ornaments. It's very cute. I I am a big. I think I think you know that I am a massive Christmas card person. Um, I do. I do not celebrate Christmas, but I send holiday cards. And when I say I send holiday cards, I mean this year. I am actually like putting limits and boundaries, and I'm limiting the number of holiday cards I send to two hundred and twenty-five. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> Wow. I didn't realize you Look. sent that many. <laughs> yes. Well, it's I, I just I take great pride in my yearly Christmas letters, which are not typical Christmas letters. You know how some people like do those, you know, little Johnny won second place in the school play for playing the best tree. Um I I take though that concept and I run with it in a truly satirical fashion. And so every year I, I spend literal weeks, my husband and I brainstorming the best possible Christmas letter. <laughs> um, and so, yes. And, and now I'm looking at these cards and being like, next year, next year. Yeah, they're pretty great. I got to say, they're pretty great. Um, but you found, and I love this, you found nerdy gift wrap of yes. various types. And what I love especially is that most of these are actually not exceptionally holiday themed, right? You could wrap all your gifts in this. Um, so for example, you found this lovely, it's, um, it looks like chalkboards. So it's like green or black, and then it has like chalk drawings on it and there are molecules and planets and beakers and functions. And it's really adorable and not actually holiday-ish. You could do that all the time. Yeah. Um, there you, you could also... put a nice Christmas bow on them, or you could put a, a birthday bow. You could Christmas it up or Christmas it down. Yeah. And the same is true actually for this neuron paper that you found um you found it's really beautiful they're they're like kind of watercolor-esque neurons um that are really pretty like it's colorful and it would look really good like under a christmas tree but at, it would actually look good at any time of year i would feel great receiving this for any occasion um you do have some that are more obviously christmasy which this one's really gorgeous it's, it's pretty black and it has like kind of beakers that are lit up in red and green but it looks like they're kind of lit up from the inside um i mean it's it's it this is art man it's beautiful yeah they're really pretty <laughs> it's really really very nice it's classy 
Yes, there's also the straight ahead NASA printed paper for the NASA space nerd. Also good for every occasion. And with those colors, it's also vaguely by pride, actually. Yeah, actually. (laughs) The next one I found isn't straight up sciencey, but there's something about it, especially if you're like an architecture nerd or a building nerd. So it's wrapping paper that just has like building frontices on it. So when you wrap rectangular or cube boxes it just looks like you're making these like little city blocks they're great and they have like little christmas like little christmas scenes in them so there's like snow and some people have christmas trees in their windows it's really great i love these i gotta say it stresses me out oh really (laughs) this wrapping paper stresses me out because i look at it and i'm like i can't possibly wrap a gift in a way that will make this look like anything but a building that is teetering dangerously on the edge of destruction <laughs> like i <laughs> i know you know the edges aren't going to line up like it is definitely not wrapping paper for people who are not perfectionist wrappers so if you're a slapdash wrapper maybe stay away from this it's not going to have the right effect but if you are a perfectionist wrapper you will probably love this paper i am not slapdash i am wrapping challenged thank you <laughs> it's well. the thought that counts <laughs> I'm sure your wrapping's beautiful. Um, but you you did find another one. Oh, this is another one that's beautiful. It's this like, it's another dark background suitable for any occasion gift wrap, but it's solar systems. I love the color scheme. I do too. It's like earth tones kind of. Yeah, really pretty. With an emphasis on like yellows and oranges and golds. And it's beautiful stuff, man. I want this. Honestly, like this wrapping paper is one of those things that you could like cut out a section and frame it in a really elaborate kind of fancy frame where the frame is like part of the art and just put it on your wall. The paper is really nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, And speaking of, by the way, so uh, speaking of solar systems, so I am celebrating Hanukkah right now, Um, or at least I will be celebrating Hanukkah as since... uh, once I'm, I can dig all the wax out of my menorah from last year, if you know, you know. Um, and so I found a solar system menorah. It's really cute. It's so cute. And quite oh, I just noticed hand painted. I just noticed the last candlestick holder on the sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's adorable. That's for the what? That's for the the main candle. So you mm-hmm. have like one main candle, and then you have yeah. like eight ones that you light every night. And I thought I thought that was really really sweet. Um, so yeah, I appreciate it's kind of homemade vibes. It's very cute. I also see you have found your own seasonal shirt. Uh, you've got an I've got Hanukkah down to a science sweater, which is really, really cute. I was actually really, believe it or not, this was kind of the best of a bad lot. I hate to say it, but like the Hanukkah science crossover merch is lacking on the internet and if you are someone who creates stuff and puts it on the internet please keep in mind that the hanukkah science crossover is missing there's a gap in the market get in on that because let me tell you if every jewish mother wants a doctor those doctors need sciencey merch so i did just see in the similar items list an oi to the world ugly hanukkah sweater which is pretty great it's a start yeah not sciencey but cute Okay, so next up we have, I'd like to say t-shirts and clothing, but let's be real, there's mostly t-shirts here and then some socks tacked onto the end. So I have become like a weird expert in weird sciencey t-shirt purchases because my partner is a mathematician who teaches at the university here. 
And he likes to have a thing for his class. And so his thing right now, because I've been buying him kind of weird t-shirts, is he runs a t-shirt bracket as part of his classes. So at the end of each week, he runs a quiz. And in that quiz, he puts the four t-shirts he's worn that week. And you vote, the students get to vote on which is their favorite, like of the weird t-shirts. And then at the end, the four winners all go together for a to figure out who's the best t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, this is amazing. I love this. Yeah. Like, so wait, wait, wait. Who, is there a winner? Do we have a yeah, winner yeah. yet? Oh, yeah. So, and like, so last year was the first time it happened and it was very popular. <laughs> and he's now known as the guy with the t shirt bracket. <laughs> um, so, and but, but, so, but what's the winning shirt, though? Like, we have to put that on here. Oh, the winning shirt is, oh, I haven't, I haven't, didn't find the winning shirt. You know what? I will find oh, no. it and I will add it to the blog post and then uh, everyone will know what the winning shirt was. But it's a picture of, so he's a mathematician and he teaches math courses. And it's a picture of like a graph and it's got two curves that like don't meet each other, um, that like don't pass the center line. And then it's got Gandalf with his staff going, you shall not pass. <laughs> and that one won this year. Oh my God. Okay. That's very good. Um, but so he's got this like t-shirt bracket and every year he's going to do the t-shirt bracket again and keep a record of the winners. But he also then at the last class also does a like most niche t-shirt to try and figure out of the ones that lost, which is the most niche to try and figure out which one is the least well-known. Oh, and what was the winner from last year? Do you have a winner? Uh, the least well-known, I believe was Monster Factory, uh, because in the UK, not as many people know the McElroy's. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he has a Monster Factory t-shirt, which is like a niche thing the McElroy's have done. And they're just not as big here. So uh, very few people knew that one. So yeah, for those like who people. might not be familiar, the McElroy's are, mm, I guess you could call them podcasting royalty. Yeah. <laughs> the first family of podcasting. Sure, sure. <laughs> they, they run um, a huge podcasting empire. Um, and of, made of multiple podcasts, many of which are recorded by members of their family. Yes. Um, and they have loads of inside jokes and some of them are amazing. <laughs> yes. And for those who have not seen Monster Factory, search for it on YouTube and watch some of them. It's delightful. They take uh, character creators, sort of notorious character creators in video games, and then they make the most ridiculous creatures using these character generators. It's amazing and highly recommended. It's very funny uh, in the way the sort of good-natured humor of the McElroys. It's delightful. Chef's kiss, no notes. <laughs> so, because of that, <laughs> so because yeah. of that, I have like now spent all year kind of partly searching for weird t-shirts that I might be able to get my partner to add to his weird t-shirt collection because now it's a thing and I have to maintain my reputation and I have to maintain his reputation. So, finding t-shirts is like a part-time job for me now. So you do realize that I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Excellent. You can recruit all of your friends and we're just all going to come in and like start hunting nerdy shirts like that. I I'm in for this. It's so great. Some of the ones I bought in this year are excellent. Um, so this, uh, the first one I have is a locomotive section. So if someone has taken a engineering drawing and done like an, uh, a sectional off of a British locomotive, and it's just a really cool looking t-shirt. I like that it's on green. It's just very cool, very nerdy. Uh, if there's a train lover in your life or an engineer in your life who's into that kind of thing, I'm sure they'll love it. I also, I do appreciate that it's on green. A lot of like fun, nerdy t-shirts tend to be either on black or white. Yes. And, uh, or sometimes navy is really popular. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see that yeah. forest green. 
Yeah. Especially because like white, just if you're making nerdy t-shirts, please don't, please stop. Yeah. If if I wear white, my, my coffee sees it and it goes, yes. Ditto. No more white (laughs) t-shirts. Hashtag no more white Um, t-shirts. So speaking of non-white t-shirts, um, this is a lovely little shirt. It's um, Felis Catus, and it is an image of the skeleton of a baby cat, <laughs> a kitten, if you will. Um, and what I love about it is that, you know, a lot of times uh, around Halloween and stuff, I end up laughing because so many of the plastic skeletons that people put in their yards are hilariously wrong. <laughs> and this one is correct. There are no skeleton ears on this cat. Yes. <laughs> it's a great As it shirt. should be. And I believe I actually count the correct number of tail vertebrae. Ooh. So, yeah, well done, somebody makers. did their homework. I also have um, the funny algebra dance where little men are creating uh, basically algebra graphs, which I find endlessly amusing because they're so happy about it. I Look love this, little- actually, because... I would have done way better in algebra if I'd done this. I mean, look at their little joyful faces. They, they, but also like that makes so much more sense to me, and it's so much more memorable to me. It's great because you could actually learn the dance and then do it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like that would have been really helpful. <laughs> yep. Um, another one that wins for non-white background. It's actually a lovely sage green. This shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is uh showing the hypotenuse of a triangle um of of a of a graph unfortunately the hypotenuse is the hippopotamus <laughs> hippopotamus hippopotan oh my god hippopotamus yes <laughs> and it's a little it's a little drawing of a hippo done as the hypotenuse of you an can get angle. it in, i know and you can get it in a bunch of different colors if sage green isn't your thing it's very cute <laughs> It's really cute, actually. And then you get the fun of trying to say hip. Oh, God. Hippopotamus. It needs to be a song. Next up for uh, the geometer in your household. I have a geometer in my household. So perhaps this is a little, little extra niche, uh, but we have some Euclidean geometry on a t-shirt. It's just got kind of a nice look to it. Um, just something kind of like there's no joke that it's just a nice kind of interesting t-shirt with some interesting euclidean geometry on it it's very clean it is white by the way so coffee drinkers oh, yeah, well, beware <laughs> uh i i love this we have another entry in the not white t-shirt <laughs> uh this one i got the link i got is in this beautiful kind of dark pink burgundy-ish it's called heather maroon but that's not correct um and it says, what do you call a snake that is 3.14 meters long? It's a python. <laughs> I might need that. It's really cute. Again, uh, it's got a very cute snake on it. <laughs> and I have a deep love of pythons. Um, so and showing <laughs> it appeals that I, to me on several layers. Yes. And showing that I am a sucker for a cute animal. Uh, the next one is a Schrodinger's equation shirt, but because it's Schrodinger's equation, we must have a little kitty cat hanging off the top of it. I'm I'm loving your attention to cats this year, uh, because another one that you found is little bacteria with cat heads. <laughs> so they're just like little bacteria drawings, but they have cat heads. And one of them is actually a sphinx, like one of those hairless cats. I know. Oh my god, it's great. And it says microbiology. 
I know it's really it's just a terrible joke, but the little cats are so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> I also found a quacks t-shirt, which is talking about corks, but with ducks. So you have up, down, charm, strange, top and bottom in pictures of ducks, different angles on the ducks. And it's really lovely. I mean, yet again, if I'd known about this shirt, I would have learned a lot better about quarks. See? <laughs> like th These things are educational, man. You find the best stuff. Um, and finally, I, I feel like I'm sensing a theme in this year um, because we have these socks, late entry, the socks, uh, and they are tardigrade socks. <laughs> I just saw those while I was uh, clicking around t-shirts and went, ooh, tardigrade socks. <laughs> I mean, you know, we could do like a whole gift list that's nothing but tardigrades. Probably... Why didn't we think of that? We could have had an all tardigrade category. Yeah, I would like to say next time, but there's not going to be one of those. It's not going to be one of those. Yeah. If you would like Bethany and I to just do this every year, petition With us. Tardigrades. Get enough people emailing <laughs> in, we'll think about it. And every year we could have a different theme. All gifts, but only tardigrades. But only all tardigrades. Gifts, but only volcanoes. All gifts, only math. <laughs> All guests, only mugs. Yes. <laughs> what a life. So next category is jewelry. Um, and I have to say that since acquiring a very short pixie cut, um, and I have a rather obscene double digit number of ear piercings, um, I've really gone in on like extreme statement earrings. <laughs> because they're so show-offable. Um, and I must say, I recommended a pair of little rat earrings last year. They're sterling silver rat earrings. And my mom got them for me for the holidays. I remember those last year. They were very cute and very you. They were so me. I wear them all the time. They are adorable. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> See, it works. It providing doesn't. an important service. <laughs> At least to our parents. For sure. But you found a beautiful um, anatomical necklace set. And what I love about this is so the, the necklaces are shaped like the outlines of the heart, as in the heart, not an emoji heart, um, and a brain. And they're also ring holders. So you put the charm itself can hold rings because a lot of people like to wear rings as necklaces. I think that's lovely, especially because you could have like an anatomical little heart with some rings that are close to your heart. Like that's that's adorable. Yeah, I hadn't I see a lot of heart necklaces, but nothing quite like this. And I love that these are specifically made to hold rings. That's a cool idea that I hadn't really seen before. Next up, we have a serotonin molecule necklace. I'm sure you've seen something like this before, uh, but this one struck me as a little bit different because it also has it some different. really, it has some nice detailing around it. It's got some flowers and some leaves. It's not sort of the standard serotonin molecule. Uh, it's got just a little bit of a little bit of personality to it, which I really liked um, based on sort of having seen the standard ser serotonin necklace and jewelry. It's a nice kind of riff off of that, uh, off of the familiar. I really like it. Yeah, it really appeals to me. A lot of the serotonin molecules that you see are very like bare bones. Mm -hmm. And this one has just enough to kind of give it a little feminine twist, which I yeah. think is very, very charming. Um, you also found 
an oxytocin molecule necklace, which I love because oxytocin, everybody, oxytocin is having a moment, but people often don't reproduce it in jewelry because it's very large and complicated as a molecule. But it actually works here. The fact that it's large and complicated actually kind of works in this necklace. It gives it a very... Uh, I don't know. It, it's like a little bit of like luxury in this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it creates more of a statement, I think. Yeah. I actually think it would be interesting to see someone do an oxycotin, oxycotin, o- oxytocin, oxytocin. Oh, oxytocin. man. Yeah. Oh, how long have I been <laughs> doing Oxycontin is a for? very no, different thing. Not oxy- <laughs> yeah. Let's not make oxycontin earrings. Okay. No, let's, let's not do that. Like, oxytocin. <laughs> um, you could do some really interesting stuff here by putting some gems at some of the intersections as well, if you wanted to do Ooh. right. Like for any jewelry makers who happen to be listening, um, I think you could do some really interesting stuff because sometimes you get those larger pieces that have lots of like gems in them and it can look really luxurious and it feels like something that you could you could twist in that way to make it look like extra flash. Now I'm picturing like a serotonin molecule because I want to think something kind of relatively simplistic with different gems for the um, the atoms, Ooh. right? So like all of your carbons are done in like sapphire and like your hydrogens are done in like diamond. I, that would look really cool. That would look very cool. I am pro this. We should clearly start a jewelry <laughs> design business. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) Next up, maybe for your earring collection, uh, I found some functioning caliper earrings. So you can always have your calipers with you because who doesn't need need some extra calipers? I I need them. They are are big. They are easily a few inches long and they are definitely functional. And I want to pair like there's no question. (laughs) They're so detailed. They're so detailed. I love them. Uh, You also found a beautiful pair of syringe earrings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again, very, very large. Um, and they're silver. They're not real syringes, though I have to imagine somebody's done that. Um, and they're really, they're really charming. And actually, I, I find them v- rather appealing. They have like kind of kind of like an edgy look, I think, because the lines are so clean. Mm-hmm. They're very simple. But I, I really like them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For people who like something a little bit more complicated, I was thinking in particular, if you're a science teacher uh, for like an elementary school or for a junior high, this is a series of little test tubes inside a little wooden rack. There's just something about the detail put into this miniature that makes me smile. It's very cute. It's just really sweet. sweet. Or like a gift for a science-minded kid who likes jewelry. Like it just seems like if you have that right person, this is something that they might really like. And honestly, when I saw it, I actually thought of my grandmother who used to build miniatures and thought to myself, she wouldn't, like she would like it just for the miniature and she'd probably pull the chain off it and she'd put it in like one of her little miniature scenes. Oh man, I'm, I'm also envisioning how much she probably would have loved the nutshell studies. Oh, do you remember? I think we did a podcast on those. I did. And actually, that grandmother is how I know about the nutshell studies because she (sighs) had a book about a coffee table book about the nutshell studies when I was a girl. Um, And I was fascinated by that coffee table book. Because the nutshell studies are amazing. I believe we have an episode on that. So we should include that in the show notes. We Um, do. I can. (laughs) You you found a bunch of really classy stuff this year. I I especially like you found this. um, It's just the number of that's the speed of light. So it's like, 
2,999,972,458 meters per second. <laughs> and it's just done in, in as this really classy little necklace. Um, it actually made me think of like, right now there's this trend of like layering kind of light necklaces um, mm. kind of over each other. And this would actually go really well into yeah. like your necklace layers if you're into that. I didn't look for it, but I bet you anything you could probably also find this kind of style in a bracelet if you're a bracelet wearer. Yeah. I also found a DNA replication necklace. So there's lots of the kind of DNA double helix that everybody knows really well made as like a charm or a pendant. This one I found really interesting because it's not the standard DNA necklace. It's a piece of DNA actually splitting and replicating, which is again, a little bit of a different riff on a very familiar kind of science jewelry trope. Another uh, uh, awesome riff that you found that I also need are these sterling silver. They're not sterling. You can get them in gold or silver. Um, they're heartbeat climber earrings, and they're the outline of an EKG leading to the shape of a heart, and they're climber earrings. And so basically, they attach in one hole, but they kind of extend up the earlobe which I really love. Like I am really into climber earrings of various types. Um and they just they look really neat. You could also probably hang them if you wanted to. You could run them sideways or you could run them down. Yeah, you know what? You um, could. I actually thought of you when I saw these because I know you have lots of ear piercings. <laughs> They're very, very cute. I'm really into like multiple piercing earrings right now, and they're astonishingly hard to find. Well, there you go. I also found a stag beetle necklace at sort of geometric shapes to make a stag beetle. It's just really pretty and I've not seen something quite like this before. So it caught my eye. It's modernist. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Good description. Um, I love this pin that you found. I have many friends who are very into pins, many, many pins. Um, and this is a Bunsen beaker, a, a Bunsen burner that is burning in the colors of a rainbow flag. So it's a pride flag as a pin that is also as a Bunsen burner. <laughs> One of my favorite subgenre of pins as I'm, you know, out and about in the world, especially on like the London underground, um, is looking at people's backpacks and purses and things like that and jackets. And in particular, seeing the many, many, many different LGBTQ, etc. pride flag pins that people have. I love the diversity in the way that people can take the rainbow and put it kind of on everything. I love the mashup of pride pins and other interests. I have an endless fascination with them. And if I was the type of person to collect things, I'd be super tempted to just have this massive collection of weird and interesting and unique pride pins. I have a lot of people in my life who collect pins, and I really love that for them. I have never successfully managed to get a pin to stay anywhere that I put it. <laughs> Are you <laughs> even a pin with loser? the special backings? I am. I am. I am a pin loser beyond all belief. <laughs> I. <laughs> and it's really too bad because actually, in the uh, recommended links um, on this page, there's a set of test tube pins that you can get in the colors of your pride flag. Oh yeah, those are really They're cute. You know, so what? cute. We'll put those on. We'll put those on the list too. Please add them. They're amazing. <laughs> I'll add them right now. You talk about the next one while I copy paste this. 
<laughs> so um yeah, I I kind of love these because they're nerdy but they're also kind of simplistic and interesting. They are capacitators. They're tiny capacitators and they come in multiple sizes. And so if you're like me and you have multiple piercings, you can get a couple of capacitators in different sizes and do like different sized capacitator earrings running up your piercing holes, which looks awesome in my personal opinion. I did not click through all the pictures when I looked at this. That's cool. That's that's what I'm into right now. <laughs> I'm very pro these earrings. I also really love both of these ammonite fossil earrings that you found. They're both lovely. There's one that's very much a feature of the fossil itself, um, where the they're set, I think, in sterling silver, but the fossil is really, you know, the sterling silver is the setting, um, but the fossil itself is really the uh, the fixture. And then the second piece you found are copper earrings that have this beautiful kind of twisted copper wire look that complements the ammonite fossil really beautifully. They're both gorgeous. I mean, I, I got to be honest, I might just pop these in my cart because um, <laughs> <laughs> I am a major sucker for fossils. They're both the really, other thing really cool. That might not make it out of here without going into my basket um, are these beetle earrings. So for a while, there's been kind of this thing when people realize there are beetles that have beautiful iridescent wing casings. Um, and you can make earrings out of them or necklaces or whatever. And these are beautiful, several, I think they're three and a half inches long drop earrings that are just like a little cluster of beetle wings in this beautiful iridescent green gold. It's, oh, it's gorgeous. It's like, everything that I love about big old dangly earrings. <laughs> I mean, they'd look good in a lot of situations, but like think about this paired with like a really like slinky evening dress. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm so going. So <laughs> good. So good. They're beautiful. And last but certainly not least, you also found earrings made from real fern leaves, which are again, super interesting. I didn't realize they were real until I read the listing information, which makes them even more interesting that someone has pressed them sort of carefully out flat. They're super interesting. Yeah. And I like how delicate they look. I really love kind of nature inspired jewelry. And a lot of times I feel like when you have nature inspired jewelry, they tend to get kind of chunky real quick. Yeah. Right. And I love that they kept the delicacy because it's a real leaf. You know, you get all of the delicacy of the leaf in there. I think that's really lovely. And I'm assuming they probably aren't going to be very heavy either given their size because, you know, it's a leaf. And so they're trying to keep it as slim as possible. It looks like they've been set in some kind of very thin layer of resin. Um, yes. But they do look very delicate and they look like they would be incredibly lightweight for their size. And our next category is kids stuff. Uh, you, I have some kids in my life. Maybe you have some kids in your life. I like to buy them cool stuff because then I get cool Aunt Rochelle status and who doesn't want that? So the first thing, because we know that I always have to have some kind of like robot code thing. This year, I found the code controlled dinosaur robot Rex, where you get to build it and you get to code for it. And it's a dinosaur T-Rex robot. And I love it. And it roars. He's so cute. And look, you get to build it. I'm not going to lie. Mean, I want someone to buy me this. The other reason that I deeply love um, cool, awesome science stuff for kids is because then you give it to the children in your life and then you get to play with it with them. 
Yes. <laughs> and that's the best part. A plus. Yes. Um, so yeah, here uh, you also found they're really cute. These they're these little chemistry tumblers. They're like water bottles, but they're Erlenmeyer flasks. <laughs> And they have straws, they have reusable straws, and they're dishwasher safe. Love that. Um, and they're really cute. And they're actually kind of billed as like, party sort of favors, um, which I think tells you everything about how out of hand party favors have become. Well, an interesting thing, I was invited to a four year old's birthday party. Me, I don't have a four year old, but a four year old likes me enough to invite me to their birthday party. That um, is a high honor. I felt very honored. And one of the yeah. clever things that four-year-old's parents did was instead of just doing cups for each of the kids, they gave them um, like water bottles with juice or whatever in it. And so mm -hmm. that made me think of these as a fun way to do like at a party, instead of just naming a glass or naming a plastic cup, you could give these out, but also use them at the party and they're different colors. So you could sort of more easily track who was using which bottle. Anyway, they're super cute. I mean, I do love that. On the other hand, like, you know how we mentioned we have mug problems. I have tumbler problems. <laughs> I mean, I do have that too, but let's one problem a year, Bethany. Ah, fine. Okay. All tumbler edition. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the GeoSafari My First Kids microscope. Uh, partly, I love the picture on this, which on the box, there's a little kid who is looking through his microscope onto a chocolate chip cookie, which is a thing, quite frankly, I would like to do. Um, but it's a great little, like for young, young kids who are budding scientists or who are curious about the world, uh, get them a microscope, get them a microscope that's really hard to break that will allow them to look closer at the world around them. And I, I just think it's really cute. And I also think it's super fun. Never too young for kids first microscope. <laughs> Um, you also found, I love this thing. It is a magnetic marble run that is part puzzle and part marble run. <laughs> Let's be clear. We put this in the kids section, but adults are probably going to love this as much or more than kids. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's from National Geographic. Um, and it's basically a marble racetrack that you build. You build your kind of like Rube Goldberg machine, but it's magnetic and it's and it's full of like all these different cool shapes and turns and wheels. And I mean, it looks it looks amazing. Yeah, not going to lie. I definitely want this for my house. So this next one, I insisted on being the one to talk about it because while well, you found it, um, I have been having an anatomy like thing lately. It's my latest obsession uh, due to the fact that I can't sleep. I have insomnia problems. Um, and the one thing that has worked to allow me to sleep is studying anatomy. <laughs> so I'm quite serious. I stay up late at night and study anatomy. I have I have seen uh, this on Instagram because you post yes. some of your late night discoveries into anatomy on Instagram. Yes, I started posting them on Instagram and TikTok and also Blue Sky. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it kind of makes my insomnia a little more lighthearted. And I love that you found a human anatomy study cube. So it's like, it's you remember those like paper things that you would make as a kid where you could like fold it back and forth. It's like that, but it's a cube and anatomy. 
So when you open it up in all sorts of different ways, it has different body systems, like the musculoskeletal system and like the eye and the heart, etc. And you can study your anatomy with this little cube. And it's really, really cool looking. Yeah, it just caught my eye as interesting. I mean, it's pitched here in the description as great gift for nurse, dentist, medical students. But I actually think like an older kid, a 10, 11, 12 year old who's got a bit of an interest in science or an interest in anatomy or maybe wants to be a doctor could be super. You know what? I think I as a kid would have been fascinated by this. Definitely. Uh, Next up, I found a kid's metal detector, which tickled my fancy as well. Um, Metal detectors for adults can be very expensive, but this seemed like a fun way to maybe go exploring with a kid in your life and find some interesting things. See what you can uncover in the world with a metal detector. Of course, you can also go and buy like an all singing, all dancing adult quote unquote metal detector. But if you're looking for a sort of inexpensive way to get started in the world of metal detecting. Uh, This seems like a really good option and it's kid size, but also um, it telescopes out so both kids and adults can use it. It looks really cool. It seems like a fun day out, especially if there's a beach nearby or you're going on holiday. See what you can find. I really love this because as a child, I remember whenever I would end up on the beach, I would be fascinated by the people with metal detectors. Yes, for sure. And wished so much that I could have one. Um, And I love that you found um, a kit um, that is a science experiment and activity, and it is a marshmallow catapult because science is better when you can throw things. (laughs) And so it's got everything you need. It's got like the popsicle sticks and the rubber bands and the spoons and the marshmallows. (laughs) And then all you have to do is learn how to build it. And I mean, this seems like the sort of thing that would be great for when, you know, families get together at the holidays and kids are bored. It's like a permissible food fight. Yeah, exactly. And then you just need to have your friendly doggo uh, who can snarfle up the food that you fired each other. So maybe don't always fire marshmallows, like maybe fire something that's a little more dog friendly. Um, I was gonna say, I don't think I don't think marshmallows are good for dogs. Yeah, maybe if you're if you've got a doggo in your life, then maybe like fire the dog food. That seems totally fine. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Kibble catapult. I'm in. Oh, can you imagine firing cat food if you have kittens in the house? I would fire cat treats, and I can tell you right now, I have an adult cat who would be all in on that activity. Most fun hour ever. Yeah, so now we're into things that don't technically have a function. Their function is to make you happy, I think. You know, art, decor, paperweights. I got all in. So as we mentioned, you know, some of us have mug problems. I currently have a scented candle problem. I got into it during the pandemic. I know it's bad for air quality, but you know what? (laughs) Sometimes I need to smell nice things, especially because like many of us, I'm sure my office is also where the cat litter is. Ah. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we get to the many scented candles that I found, um, this is a beautiful glass jellyfish paperweight that you found. It's gorgeous. It's got lovely like inclusions in the glass. So like the jellyfish is in like a bubbly little sea. And it's this beautiful artistic like blue and green. It's stunning. Yeah, it's a it's- really, really nice piece. 
Really pretty. And I found um, if you do some searches, you can find a wide variety on the same kind of theme. So this is just one that I found and really liked, but there's uh, a number of this kind of genre, which are all really beautiful. All all jellyfish gifts. New category, all jellyfish. <laughs> Amazing. Um, next up, back uh, heading back to the bacteriophage theme. That's another theme that we never got to. Um, I found these bacteriophage planters, which again, I just thought were really cute. I love these little things skittering across the table, holding joyful, beautiful, lovely little plants. <laughs> It looks so cute. You know, the funny thing about this is I actually found these when I was looking for gift stuff and I didn't include it because I was like, man, we must have like included these before. You know, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I'm sure it has to be a sort of thing that we like. <laughs> They're just really cute. And sometimes I look to see if we've rec recommended it before. And sometimes I don't because I just like it still too much. <laughs> I just think it's perfect that like now at this point, both you and I are like, that is a thing that we like. Yes. <laughs> if we were ever roommates, our home decor would be on point. On point. <laughs> um, you found this gorgeous double helix pencil holder. I am in love with this because they demonstrate it specifically holding colored pencils. It and looks so, they so do it good with, like, with the colored a, pencils. A rainbow colored pencils. But what I'm thinking is you could actually like organize your pencils or your pens, um, you know, by like ACTG status Ooh. in your pencil holder. Cause I am nerdy enough to do that. <laughs> I like that too. I would 100% do that. Yes. Also big thumbs up. Uh, we all know from last year, I have a problem with clocks. I'm also not allowed to buy any more clocks. So there's not as many clocks as we had last year. I tried to rein it in and instead this year focused all of my efforts on t-shirts and mugs, but we are still going to talk about a couple of clocks. Um, so the first one... Michelle Sand Sanders in her timekeeping era. <laughs> I know. I just love them. Um, and so the first one I found was this retro old telephone wall clock. Telephone wall clock. It's also got a hidden safe. It's very steampunk. It's very retro. I don't know that I can make a claim that it's sciency, but it's a clock and I like it. And so I'm talking about it. I will admit it's gorgeous. I, I'm here for your, your clock nonsense. That is stunning. I love it. I I'm so that. tempted, <laughs> so tempted to get one and put it in my office. I don't need it. and I don't have any more wall space in my office. Sorry. Um, so you have this other clock here. It's a, a Nixie tube clock. Well, it's it's an imitation, but um, there's lots of these that you can find on Amazon and around right now, but they're the imitation of the old tube clocks, which I find really fascinating. Um, I don't know a ton about the Nixie tubes, and I probably should have done some research before I talked about it, but they do look very cool. Uh, they're glowy, so they're also good if you like to have some interesting colors um, in like some lit colors in an office or uh, maybe even your bedroom potentially. But there's lots of different kinds of these imitation Nixie tube clocks. You can find a lot of them right now. So if interesting, glowing tube clocks are your thing, highly recommend. It is beautiful. I'm actually very here for your mechanical clock making kit, <laughs> which has not one but two clock faces, one for the hour and one for the minute. <laughs> It's great. And you get to see the escapement on it. So I'm sure that it actually works. It's got a pendulum. It's got a weight. It's everything I've ever wanted in a steampunk wooden wall clock model kit. Who doesn't want this? And you get this? to build it yourself. I mean, it I is know. really, 
like i i'm really into that you know and i know a lot of people are really into like lego builds and stuff like that and i love that you build this and it's functional it's not just going to sit there and take up space and <laughs> you know? apparently you assemble it without glue so you can just sit there watching your netflix doing netflix and chill while building a model wooden clock i don't know if that's and chill is supposed to be salacious Rachel. oh is it salacious i'm clearly yeah. out i'm clearly off my knees <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how much on the internet i am not <laughs> oh, i am the old person who doesn't understand the internet when did this happen to me ryan keep this in <laughs> thanks ryan <laughs> Um, and Bethany, you actually found me a clock as well, which I love. It is a sciency clock, which you can personalize with your name. I actually think this would look really great in a classroom. So like if you're a science teacher or know a science teacher, uh, get this personalized with the science teacher's name, Mr. or Ms. or Mrs. or whatever you want to put on it. Uh, and it's a nice, fun little clock feature. I, I've gotten to the point now where I find a cool clock and I'm like, ooh, Rochelle, I found you a clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, you found some beautiful prints. Um, I really love this uh, geological chart. It's like a vintage style and it's wonderfully detailed. It's got all the different geological layers um, underlying a landscape and they're all done in different colors with labels. It's really pretty. And it's just also like, I would spend a lot of time staring at it. And I just, I really like it. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. There's a volcano on one side of it, um, but it's just talking about all the, on the others. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool. I love the colors in it. That's what sort of drew me to it first. I also found for the wine lovers, uh, crossing with the science lovers, the periodic table of wine, <laughs> which is exactly what it says. Exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, someone has taken wine nerdery and put it in a periodic table and it will make you very happy if you love both of those things highly encourage you to get this for the wine lover in your life as in like one side it's it's organized by grape and so like one side has like the french reds and then like on the other side you get like the french whites like and they're like the spanish whites it, oh it's very nerdy it's so nerdy it's so nerdy in like two different ways it's great you also found a beautiful watercolor print of a DNA genome sequence that's like done in a radial map, um, which is one of the ways that people like to present um, kind of genome sequences. And it's really stunning. And it actually reminds me a lot of um, the book cover from Carl Zimmer's book. Um, oh. She has her mother's laugh. Yes. And he had actually, he had a genome sequence map done in this style. And I always thought that book cover was exceptionally beautiful. And it looks really great as a print. Yeah, it's if you have a minimalist space, this would just be such a pop of color and such an yes. attention grab in the right kind of space. I also found again, you can tell that I really like it when two nerdy pieces kind of fuse together into a single pile of nerdiness. So I found someone who makes circuit board art, and they took a red circuit board and made an anatomical heart out of it, which I just love. It's so like simple, like a paper cutout, but on a red circuit board. I love it. It looks so good. It's beautiful. 
beautiful. It has wonderful depth to it. And also it makes so much sense because your heart is what? Electric. Excellent. It works. (laughs) I'm going to talk about this next one as well. This is not science, um, but it is so fun. So if you zoom into it, it's Good Night Shepherd. And if you look at some of the close-ups, you can see that there's just little line drawings of sheep with numbers on them. So if you can't sleep, you can count sheep by finding all the sheep in order. Oh, it's so cute. Did you get this for me? Oh my God. It's so cute. It's not at all sciencey, but I just think it's a great idea. It's so adorable. It would be great in a kid's room. It would be great in an adult's room, frankly. It's just lovely. It's really cute. Um, you also found these beautiful prints. They are labeled as chiropractic, but it's absolutely not. Um, they're anatomical um and they are anatomical watercolor prints of various parts of the skeleton so like on the right there's the scapula and the head of the humerus and then the center is the spine and then the left side of the triptych is the pelvis um and it's really lovely i love how they juxtapose the ink outlines of the skeleton with kind of this beautiful watercolor background Mm -hmm. um it creates kind of a, a like a I don't know. It's very peaceful to me. Yeah. Um, again, this, I've seen lots of different kinds of print and art with various skeletal pieces, but never seen anything with this kind of watercolor effect combined with it. And it just struck me as a really beautiful way to do something that I've seen before. Uh, another periodic table for me, the dinosaurs. I love it this. Was, I love this. I think. <laughs> I so desperately want to buy this for the four-year-old that I talked to before, because I think this going in his room would be the coolest thing ever, because he definitely likes dinosaurs right now. Um, But it's it's the dinosaurs on a periodic table, and it's so great. And there's a little intro why dinosaurs ruled the world, and they're organized really great, and it's got all the names. I love it. Yeah, they're organized um, in like carnivorous, herbivorous, flying, marine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really clever and it looks really cool and it's got all the names. It's adorable. Yeah, it's so it's just fun. It's a fun way to do that. Uh, This is another mashup of two things that I love. Um, (laughs) If any of you have heard of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, there's an art print now that is the League of Extraordinary Scientists. And it's little cartoon drawings. And it's wonderful because they're so immediately identifiable. Like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, look, there's Darwin and Marie Curie and Schrodinger and Einstein and Tesla and Newton. I love them. And they just look so like superhero-y because Marie Curie has like glowy radioactive hands and Tesla's got the electric lightning hands and we've got the like ghosty Schrodinger's cat around. It's just... You know, there's something about it that really vibes with my D&D brain. <laughs> it's like the it's best really D&D cute. party. <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah. I mean, they would they would kill everything, really. <laughs> I think they would. I mean, they don't have a tank, so maybe maybe they might get into trouble. They don't Who would be the who would be the scientist tank? Oh man. Of that group? Oh, that's tough. You know, I I kind of feel like it would be Tesla just out of sheer cussedness. Like, I mean, you could do Darwin. Actually, that would be really great. You could do like Darwin raging with a, like animal barbarian, but also mix him yeah. with a little bit of druid. So he's got that hardcore moon druid beast shape going on. Yeah, he's definitely like barbarian druid. Yeah. 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 I think that'd be great. 
And I'm I'm now sitting here going, okay, so Tesla is like your artificer. For sure. 100 percent yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I run an artificer in D D, so I'm here for this. <laughs> um, next I found, I don't even know how I find some of this stuff, but I fall in love with it. Um This, this is, is gorgeous. This is a mashup for the hipster in your life who loves avocado, but who's also a big science nerd, because some amazing artist has taken this is like the molecules found in avocados. And if you zoom in, you can see that it's done in like a pen or a marker pen and just like layered over to create the layer of colors. So it's like a pointillist. It's like a pointillist piece of art, except instead of points, it's molecularist. <laughs> it's great. And then you zoom out and it's this lovely like shaded image of an avocado. It I is beautiful. I want all of my fruit art to be done this way from now on, actually. like It's, <laughs> it's really so gorgeous. great. Um, so as I mentioned before, I'm having like a candle problem, which is to say I have a candle solution and that is to buy more candles. Um, and so I found an anatomy study candle. This is really cute. Um, and what I love about these is because most of these are on Etsy, you can actually like, um, choose your own scents, which is nice. Um, and this has the shapes of different organs in candle form in a beaker. And so it burns down through like your esophagus. <laughs> and I, I love it, honestly. And especially because it has a little line that says anatomy is tough, but so are you. <laughs> uh, you've also got an essence of petrichor candle from Sorcery Science. Uh, I love these. I'm really tempted to get one for myself because the scent of petrichor is just one of those scents that is so like weirdly visceral and comforting i'm dying to know if they got it right yeah that's you know because the thing about scented candles a lot of times like it's it's really tough yeah um so can i can i add a late entry a hundred percent the link yes because i just found a candle that smells like cadaver lab <laughs> are you serious <laughs> i'm serious send me the link <laughs> I'm sending it to you. Um, yeah, live. so it is a candle that, in theory, smells like Cadaver Lab. It is scented. This this can't be good for you. It's scented with. It smells like formaldehyde. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous, but I kind of want to try it with the window. I open. mean, you should really get this because I want to know how close it is. I'll make you a deal. I'll get the Petrichor candle. You get the cadaver lab candle. You're in, you're in. (laughs) You also have uh, uh, two candles, one that smells like a chemistry student and another one that uh, smells like future scientist. Yeah. So both of those are actually, you can choose your own scent. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, so it has like a selective different sense. But I, I just I love like, you know, if you've got like a grad student in your life, um, the candle says it's giving future scientist. There's some and good I sense think that's here. really sweet. Yeah, I, I, the eucalyptus one really appeals to me. Um, uh, the so chemistry student one has a eucalyptus one. And then uh, it's giving future scientist has a white sage and lavender. I'm a very herbal candle girl. So. And also clean cotton, which is a scent I don't think I've seen on a candle before. Fascinated by that oh, one. Oh, I have to say, I, I don't recommend that one. Every, oh, really? Clean cotton. Oh, yeah. Every time I've, I've come across a clean cotton candle, it's uh, like 
think like the heaviest laundry detergent smell you've ever smelled. Oh, okay. Then no. Okay. Okay. Some people like that. I'm not those people. Fine. No, you know what? I'm not sure I would be either. It was mostly the curiosity of how are they capturing that clean cotton scent, but if they're just doing laundry detergent, then I don't know. We found the category of kitchen stuff, which means we are very, very close to Mugageddon. Um, although, we, you know what? Looking at the number, <laughs> Mugageddon. Looking, looking at the number of tabs I have open, I actually we have fewer mugs than we had T-shirts. I think so. Actually, I think we did all right, but there's still a number of mugs. So strap in, folks, for uh, a, a run of mugs. Um, but before we get to the mugs, I did also find this really cute little hedgehog toothpick holder um, on a little bowl, so and he's cute. he's real cute. <laughs> I don't think the bowl comes with it, but definitely the hedgehog does. And you put little toothpicks in him, and he can cling to the side of your bowl. It's so cute. Oh my god, I love it's it. Real cute. <laughs> it's real cute. All right, guys, it's mug again. <laughs> I will have you know, I was very picky with my mugs this year. Okay, I'm like, sure. You were. I, I, I cut many of them that did not make the cut. Um, so there's a bunch that I found at Cognitive Surplus is the brand and they have mugs in various color themes with different kind of sciencey stuff on them. So like there's a retro laboratory one that's kind of this lovely teal um, that has like Bunsen burners and boiling flasks and stuff. And there's like an anatomy one that is kind of a soft rose with like pink and dark maroon skulls and stuff. And there's like a green one that I really love that's botany themed that has like plants and chlorophyll and like different parts of plants and cell drawings. And it's, it, they're beautiful. They're this really lovely style that I don't see a lot of. Um, and that's why they made the cut. Yeah. There's a couple here that I really love. I love the anatomy one. I love the insects one. I, I The botany one is my personal favorite. The botany one is the insects one cool. is very cute. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely in the mugs now. You found a lovely, I'm not a nerd, I'm just ahead of the curve that has lots of different <laughs> statistical curves on it. All of them normal distributions, interestingly. <laughs> Excellent, very solid nerd mug. I, I now need a, a mug that's like, I'm part of the abnormal distribution. Ooh, that would be a good one. Um, so this is another mug that I found that I was like, I think we must have recommended this before because it's exactly the sort of thing that we love. And, and yes. then I was like, I don't care. I'm recommending it again. Um, yep. <laughs> it is a picture of Gregor Mendel. And on the uh, backside, it says, bitch, peas. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it so much. It's great. I love it even more now that I found out in research for my book, actually, that Mendel originally did not want to study genetics in peas. Oh. He was forced to the peas. Yeah. He wanted to do mice. Oh. Uh, and he was not allowed. His bishop actually forbid it. <laughs> uh partially because um it was worried that they would uh make they would be they would smell and like the other monks would get annoyed because <laughs> of the see. smell. But the other reason was see mice have sex. Oh. And a man of God should not be dealing with animals that procreate. Be encouraging the fact rodent sex. That plants also procreate apparently just never occurred to this bishop i guess it's not as objectionable and how much did the bishop really understand about how plants get it on not enough <laughs> all right this mug 
delighted me. So you can get a custom publication mug for a PhD student or other scientist in your life. So you can send them, I believe you send them the link um, to a free, like a, a dissertation PDF or an article um, that you have to add onto the message, and then they print it for you on the side of the mug. So they print the top part, um, the name of the paper, the contributors, the summary, and like what journal it appeared in. It's really great. I actually, I really do love this. Having been a PhD student and knowing the absolute hell that it is to try to get a paper through to publication, like this, if I were, especially if I were like a PhD advisor, this is absolutely something I would get my student for publishing their first paper. <laughs> yeah, like their first paper that they had published. It would be a cool gift. Oh, and this is cute. You found this one. Um, it's a little chemistry lab and it says, if I knew what I was doing, it wouldn't be called research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it tickled me. I liked it. Well, and I love it because it's actually, I, I like, it's got very kind of happy colors and a happy mm -hmm. design. And given the amount of failure that one undergoes in science, I think you really need that kind of optimism in your life. Exactly. It's I somehow... It, that's like a very, yeah, it's perky. Yeah, it's somehow both optimistic and pessimistic at the same time. I also found a what doesn't kill you mutates and tries again. <laughs> Monk. I actually almost put this one in the list myself, so I'm glad that you did. <laughs> what really sold it for me was the little derpy like um, little cartoon viruses on it. That really sold it to me. Especially because one of the viruses definitely has a look that can only be perceived as panic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fun one. Um, I love this one. I are programmer. I make computer beep boop beep boop. This one and it's a little cat. This one I really little, it doesn't have an Apple computer. It has a fish computer. It has a fish computer. Um this one I really love because I have a friend who is such a great friend. I have so I have a couple of friends who are programmers in this group of friends back at home in Edmonton. Um, but one of them, uh, not a programmer. And every once in a while she's with a group of us, and the group of us just starts by nature because we all do it for work. We start talking programming or tech. And um, she waits for just the perfect moment when there's a little bit of a lull in the conversation and we all sort of like refocus and remember she's there. And then she goes, beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> uh, I, don't, that I don't think I know this person, but I want to. Yeah, just to indicate, that, just to like remind us that not everybody in the room speaks tech. So partly this mug is my like ode to my lovely friend, Brenda, who literally says to me on a regular basis, beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> Um, you found this personalizable chemist mug that you can put a name on, but it looks like a little um, like lab coat, like the torso of somebody. It's got a little lab coat on it. Um, it's got some little chemistry items, a little pocket with a customizable name with some pens in it. It's very cute. It looks like you can Isn't put a color as well. I love the um I, I love that it's uh it's like kind of a 3d thing so it's like layers of clay kind of done over each other yeah. um and the best part is it's all personalized so you can describe what gets added so like is it going to be a scrub kind of neckline is it going to be a lab coat ne neckline you can choose the color what's the name like everything and it's handed 
So you can choose if it's right or left-handed. Oh, nice. I didn't see that. And, That's cool. As a left-handed person, thank you for this justice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, because I'm assuming most mugs, if they've only got a design on one side, it's on the side for right-handies rather than lefties. Welcome to my tragedy. Oh, that is a that is super tragic. And there should be more opportunity to pick what handed your mug is. Justice for the lefties. I think it's adorable. Thank you. I hear you have a Tumblr um, problem. Also... I, I know I have a Tumblr problem. <laughs> Look, in this case, I included the science Tumblr as like a break from my Mugageddon issue. <laughs> so <laughs> these are personalized periodic table tumblers. So they're kind of big, tall, like travel mugs, basically. But you can get your name spelled in uh, in different elements. <laughs> I do really like <laughs> With this. all of their atomic weights, which is cute. Um and uh, going up the side of your tumbler. I think it's really adorable. And you can get them in different colors. I do really like this. <laughs> um, you also found a check checks itself before it wrecks itself uh, DNA mug, which is very clever. <laughs> That's good, right? <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. You can pick your color inside as well. Um, so it's one of these uh, white on the outside, but it has a colored handle and a colored inside. And you can select from a couple of different colors, which is nice. And um, finally, I, I every year I end up diving into the beautiful handmade pottery styles because I'm just an absolute sucker <laughs> for gorgeous handmade pottery. I've become my mother. Um, um, and this one I found is um, solar systems. And so it's the nine planets of the solar system. Oh, nine. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. <laughs> done on the mug. In, so and it's, it's in this beautiful little hand-drawn style. Um, I really like how homey it looks. You know, I have to say that one of the nicest parts about ceramic mugs is something about them always feels so good in the hand. I think because yes. the shape of ceramics tends to be more organic for the body because when you're spinning them you actually yeah, doing it, it with your hands to your palm yeah yeah and so and it's, it's like the curve just fits and it like gives you that extra cozy kind of feel yeah the curve fits well but also the handles tend to be larger so you can like get your whole hand in there rather than just a couple of fingers um mm -hmm. i'm i've got a soft spot for for pottery like this especially of this kind of shape because it's just so comfortable I'm telling you, move to our commune. Our design is going to be impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> so we know, I mean, a lot of our gift recommendations are for things because we do like pretty things. Everybody likes pretty things. But, you know, I know a lot of people, especially a lot of families that I know are like trying to get fewer things in their house for God's sake. <laughs> and so I love that we have now included um, different experiences that you can get for your family members who might be into sciencey experiences. And um, one of them is zero gravity flights. <laughs> you can buy a seat for you or your loved one. Let's be honest, it'll be for you on a zero gravity flight. And this is amazing <laughs> that they're letting you do this. Um, I really hope that it also comes with anti-nausea medication because I know that... Um, that is a major issue when experiencing zero G. I mean, I'm sure this is really expensive, but if there is someone very special and you're a person for whom this is the right thing and price is not a thing, it, and this is something you can afford, 
this would be so cool. <laughs> it's it's like a you get one Christmas gift for the next 20 years kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it looks amazing. I also found, um, and in addition to linking to an example, I also found an article on Smithsonian Magazine that lists a bunch of these that you can find. I believe all the ones listed in the magazine are in the US, Um, but dinosaur dig site tours. So instead of just going to a museum where you can see the assembled bones, um, more and more you can actually go on out into the field and get a tour of the actual geology. And then quite often on these, you can get taken out and actually help dig up real dinosaur bones. And I say this as someone who actually got to do this a number of years ago up near Grand Prairie. I did. Um, So my friend, a friend of mine won a like a radio competition and got like eight people to go up to this dig site. Uh, There was a museum that was opening up north and there was also they included like go dig up dinosaur bones with one of their paleontologists. So um we drove out to one of the dig sites and we did the walk into the dig site and then we got to dig up real dinosaur bones with a paleontologist and it was awesome that is so cool i'm so jealous right now it was really fun and really interesting oh i want to do that So there are a bunch of places around the US where you can do this. And again, this is is such a fantastic day out. Um, obviously, a lot of people talk about doing this with kids. But honestly, there was not a kid among us. We were all in our like late 20s, early 30s. And it was amazing. So this is not this doesn't have to be a kid or family activity. If you have some other science nerd adults in your life that you get on with really well, and you all just like Bethany and I want to go and dig up dinosaur bones, Highly recommend. It was a super great day. That is amazing. Um, And of course, you can always end up, you know, booking a trip to your local science museum. There are actually a stunning number of often kind of small science museums just around your like the US, Canada, other countries have science museums, medical museums, and they're just really fun days out for people of any age. Lord knows every time people come to visit me in DC, you bet I am taking you to Smithsonian. 100%. We are going to the Natural History Museum. We are seeing some dinosaurs. That is absolutely a thing that I do. And I mean, when you came to visit me in the UK, we also went down to London and we spent a uh, half a day at like this a uh, really cool little surgery museum. Yes. Yes. Oh man, it was the the old surgical theater. That was yes. so much fun. That was a lot of fun. I got to um, volunteer in the demonstration, remember? You did, and I have <laughs> a whole series of photos of that. <laughs> um for me, this is one of the things that as I get older, um, I'm more financially secure than I was before. And I find I don't need or want as much stuff. So I've literally been putting on my wish list um, days out. So days out to this museum, days out for this experience, days out to this theater show. And the idea is tickets and lunch, right? Or tickets and dinner. And it's been a really great way for me to be able to spend time with people I don't get to see as often and have a really fun day out. So pick a science day out, buy the tickets, maybe buy lunch if you still got some room left in your budget, and then just have an awesome day out with a friend or a member of your family. I love that. That's so much fun. And last but not least, we always seem to have a miscellaneous 
everything else that we couldn't kind of cram into one of the above categories. So welcome to our last mentions. There's a bunch of miscellaneous stuff uh, that we don't really fit into any of the previous categories, but is also really cool and we wanted to talk about. So I will start with the animal multi-tool that I found. Uh, this was one of my early finds and they're just so cute. These are basically like your standard Swiss army knife kind of things, but instead of a boring old knife shape, you could get one in the shape of a crab or in I, the shape- I, I might buy this. <laughs> this is great. Or there's uh, one where they all the little like tools are in the heads of different animals. So you pull out the file and it's like a giraffe or you pull out a different tool and it's a rhino or you pull out a different tool and it's something else. It's really cute. It is amazing. And I have um, someone in my life who is a deep lover of all things crab themed. Mm -hmm. The crab one therefore, is... That yeah. might be necessary. I got to say, the um, crab one's the also, winner. It, it is the winner. Um, you also found a wonderful book. It's like a coffee table book. So it's images. And it's coffee table books that are cut in half images of everyday objects. I love this. It's like a coffee table image book version of Will It Blend? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's like mid-sagittal sections of like a drill or a camera or a computer. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> and it's beautiful. I, I personally am a fan of everything being cut mid-sagittally. That's just <laughs> how it needs to happen. Next up are uh, two things. The first is um, pure gallium. So gallium is non-toxic and it melts at room temperature um, in your hand. So it's it's like mercury, but not as not toxic like mercury is. Um, so it's just a super fun thing to play with. Again, like an adult or an older kid would find this super fun. Um, Don't swallow. Do not swallow. Do not swallow. <laughs> but there's it also this one that I linked to also comes with little molds that you can play with. Um, so I just think it's really neat. The other thing I wanted to talk about was lab created gems, which was actually something that friends of mine, uh, he bought for his wife. So he bought her um a little collection of small lab created gems because lab created gems are not the same like the pricing on them is so much less than mm. I guess we call natural gems um, because mm -hmm. they're created in a lab. And so he bought her a little collection of small lab created emeralds, rubies, sapphires, cubic zirconia, alexandrite, and she called it her dragon hoard. So she's got this tiny little plate and it just has this collection of lab grown gems um, that sits in their living room. And I just thought it was a really neat idea. That's adorable. Does she ever curl up around it and like hiss at people? Because I would. <laughs> no, but when we were over at their house, I swear every single person who visited them spent a ton of time like looking at the little gems. It was really cool. So you have here a whole set of space shuttles and probes and landers. They are metal model kits. So like, why build you know, an airplane model or a train model when you could build a space shuttle model. These are really cool. It's the 21st century. <laughs> I confess, every, cool. 
Every time I see these in person, I always am so tempted to buy them because they just look really fun to build. I'm somebody who- They look really professional too. Like the result yeah. is very professional. I'm a kind of person who when I'm watching TV, I can't just watch TV. I have to do something with my hands. So something like mm. this that I could sit and do while I am watching or listening, watching TV, listening to a podcast, something like that is really appealing to me. I'm kind of endlessly looking for something to do with my hands. Um, so I really like the space ones, but also this company, Metal Earth, does uh, they do architecture, they do dinosaurs, they do bugs, they do all kinds of different vehicles. There's lots of different options here. Uh, so I highlighted the space, but there's some really you could build cool instruments. Stuff. Yes, absolutely. And dinosaur there's, skeletons. <laughs> I know the dinosaur skeletons are cool. They're pretty cool. <laughs> Something for everybody. Um, I really love uh, that you link to a whole set of bee houses <laughs> because, you know, a lot of times we hear like, save the bees and like people are like, yay. And they think that bees that need saving are honeybees and they don't realize that we domesticated the honeybee and the honeybee now travels around the country in giant 18 wheeler trucks um, <laughs> from farm to farm and is not actually in danger of extinction, though it has its own problems. Um, yes. The bees that do need saving are native bees and a lot of them are solitary. They don't form hives like we're used to thinking about and they need little houses. And you found a page of all these different bee hotels and bee houses with like little holes in different sizes for your different species of bee. And they're all very cute. Like some of these are house shaped. I actually really like the ones that are kind of vaguely gourd shaped mm -hmm. i like those ones teardrop too. shaped i think they look really neat and natural um you can get some that are bee observatories where you like can mm -hmm. open them up and they've got plexiglass on one side so you can look at the, your bees if you attract the bees it's pretty cool one of the things that's also really fun to do if you're interested in this is also do a little bit of research to find out what in your area are good flowers for bees one of the things that my partner and i have learned is there are is a certain time of year when um bees the like the number of flowers at least in our part of england there's not as many things around so they need in sort of june flowering plants and so we're looking for things that flower in june to try and make our garden even friendlier to bees by adding some of those like june covers uh which they tend to be like that tends to be their kind of hungriest time of year um, because there's not as many things that flower in june i've actually started doing that not for bees but for birds um because mm. i no longer do bird seed or bird feeders instead i've planted bird friendly um plants oh that's great and yeah and usually people think oh that's going to be like you know coneflower echinacea um things like that uh for your seed eaters but actually my rose bushes, I have hummingbirds that guard those rose bushes with their little <laughs> tiny lives. <laughs> I'm rather proud. Oh, I miss hummingbirds. No hummingbirds over here where I am. Oh, I'll send you a video. <laughs> oh, excellent. I also found a home planetarium. This is super cool. It's really and cool. I super want one just to put in my office ceiling. What a great way I could like sit in my chair. I have a lovely comfortable chair in the corner of my office. Um, and I like to read up here in the evenings. And to be able to like put the planetarium up on the ceiling. That sounds great. That sounds really relaxing. Yeah. I love that you included a link to astronaut ice cream because as a child, whenever I went on field trips to the Space Museum, astronaut ice cream was my obsession. <laughs> I love astronaut ice cream. 
So a little known fact about Desiree Shell, who started this very podcast, she loved astronaut ice cream. Um, it was one of her most favorite things. She ate a lot of it. And if you ever wanted to get her a gift or make her smile and get it very excited, you just bring her a package of astronaut ice cream she was in. Oh, my God. We should have like a party, an astronaut ice cream party. Be <laughs> that fun. would be awesome. <laughs> Um, this one, it's not terribly sciencey, but it is a game that is a logic puzzle. Uh, everybody, I think a lot of people like escape rooms. And this is a wine escape room. So you get a cage with a lock and a bunch of puzzling. You provide your own wine. <laughs> and the idea is you have to solve the escape room to get at your wine. And that kind of tickled me. <laughs> um, and also as a bit of a lead in to Recently, at some work meetups over the last year, um, there was a local company um, in the UK that provides these like escape rooms in a box. So you get this box and then you can solve the puzzle like an escape room together as a group. And they oh, were, fun. they've always been really fun. Um, so there's lots of these things around. I haven't linked to anyone in particular because they send, they tend to be kind of smaller little companies. You can find them on Etsy. You can find them on some of them on Amazon. Um, but they're a really great way to have something kind of fun to do at a little party you're throwing or if you're responsible for the entertainment at a, um, at like a corporate or work retreat and you need like a quote unquote team building exercise as a team building exercise, an escape room is actually fun. Whereas a lot of those team building exercises are really eye rolly. <laughs> That's very true. I also want to talk about, so this is just a sample for it, but this, I saw this um, and it really spoke to me. So uh, I've linked to sort of a little like docking station that you can put a wallet on and a watch and stuff like that. And not necessarily because of this particular docking station, but because it speaks to something that as an adult, I figured out about myself long ago, which is I am the person who needs a landing pad, right? Otherwise, I will lose all of my stuff. Mm -hmm, my wallet has mm -hmm. to go in the same place. My headphones have to go in the same place. My keys have to go in the same place. I need a place for all of that stuff to go. For me, it's a little bowl um, that's right by the door. That is the best place for that kind of stuff to go for me and has been for a long time. But it's just a note that I think some of us don't realize that. If you have someone in your life who is constantly losing their stuff, ergo me, um, the way I stopped losing my stuff all the time was by setting up landing pads. So I have a, a landing mm -hmm. pad in my office. I have a landing pad when I come in the door. And these make a huge difference. I lose my stuff way less often. So if you've got someone in your life who frequently forgets things, maybe try and get them something to kind of give them a landing pad and introduce them to the complete utility that is a landing pad. I know that's actually a coping mechanism that a lot of um, people I know with ADHD utilize. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problem with like losing stuff because you, you know, have attention deficits. And so memory of a goldfish. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, and so yeah, though, I have to say looking at this one, I do think it looks really nice. But I also also think it's like, oh, look, it's a vanity for men. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I just sort of saw it and went, this is a nicer implementation than you often see for these kinds of it things. So nice, as, yeah. as a sort of docker docking area that includes some places for technology, but also places for like wallet keys, it's got a little drawer in it. It's actually a nice example of this kind of genre, um, which is why mm -hmm. I'd included it as the link. But 
um, rather than sort of saying, get this in particular, I'm sure there's, if there's someone in your life who could use this, or maybe you could use this, quite frankly, have a look at your space and figure out what would fit. Sometimes it's a bowl. Sometimes it's a little set of drawers. Um, sometimes it's a place where you can hang stuff that's got a little shelf on the top. Find that thing to introduce that person to a landing pad. It will be life-changing for them. I know in my case, it's got to be like a bowl or like an open pad or something, because if it's in a drawer, it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be visible. But I, you know, everyone's different. Um, so we do have a couple of games listed. Um, one of them is one I, I think maybe, did I put this on the list or did you? Because if, if I, think I you didn't, did. I wanted to. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is a game called Farmageddon. Um, bugs versus drugs. It is an antibiotic card game. Um, and it's a medical education card game that you can like kind of learn about different kind of antibiotics that work for different drugs. Um, of course, as we develop more antibiotic resistance, <laughs> maybe fewer of them will work. Um, but there's also another game that I specifically wanted to call out. Um, some of you who are board game nerds such as myself may be familiar with the board game Wingspan, an international board game bestseller developed by Elizabeth Hargrave. Um, and it's just a great, beautiful kind of engine building game. And Elizabeth Hargrave is producing a new game. So you can back her Kickstarter. And the new game is called Undergrove. And it is a mycorrhizal relationship game. Ooh, this looks very So cool. you are a tree and you're trying to build your fungal networks. <laughs> and this I'm just so cool. here for this. I know. It, and it's, it's going to be beautifully illustrated. Um, you know, she makes gorgeous games. Beautiful games. Um, so I'm really, really excited for this one. You also found a planet board game, which looks like it has some really interesting pieces where you get to like build little planets, I think. This looks really interesting. Yeah. yeah so you have cards and you trade them in for kind of like not biomes per se, but like, you know, coastline or yeah. tectonic plates or things like that. And you put them onto your magnetic planet. Yeah, this is really And your cool. goal is to build a functional planet. Yeah. And last, we have a personalized lab notebook with a biology and DNA theme that you can customize um, for if you need a lab book, if you need a notebook. I know that I always have a notebook open for just scratch notes on my desk while I'm working. Um, and this would be a great example of that kind of thing. And I like that you can personalize it. Yeah, I had to keep in my scientific life many, many, many lab notebooks. And uh, I actually deliberately always bought the same kind so that I had like a nice aesthetic going on. Right. Um, and I love that you can do it personalized. Hopefully we've either entertained you or helped you think of something fun to get that special someone on your list this year. And if we're lucky, maybe we've done both. And maybe you'll buy something for us. I mean, you know, we can dream. And of course, as with previous years, you can find a link in our show notes to a blog post absolutely crammed full with links to everything we've talked about today, including the two things that we found very last minute live uh, as we were recording. All our links to Amazon are tagged with our little referral code. So if you do end up making a purchase because of something we've recommended on Amazon, we do get a little kickback from them from sending you their way.
But just because we've linked to Amazon doesn't mean you have to buy on Amazon. A lot of what we've talked about can be found at other retailers, and perhaps something like it can even be found at a local business or market near you. Uh, I particularly, when you're looking for board games, encourage you to find and check out your local game store. There are often really, really cool places that are not just fun to buy from, but also fun to hang out in. And of course, you can also make gifts. Baking, dinner, crafts make great holiday presents. And sometimes the very best gifts are making extra time to spend with the people who matter to you. Take someone out on a holiday date, grab a coffee, see a show, visit a museum, volunteer at a local charity, or curl up under a blanket and play science-themed Scrabble. Wait, do we have science-themed Scrabble? I mean, all you need is a Scrabble board, a standard Scrabble board, and you just add a home rule, which is only science things. <laughs> I'm in. And lastly, please remember the organizations and creators and charities that count on people with a little extra to keep them going. What services and content do you love and want to keep in business? What charities can you dedicate a portion of your income to? We know there's a lot going on in the world right now. There are little tragedies and big tragedies. And sometimes the best gift that we can give is our ongoing support. Thanks for listening as we approach the end of Science for the People. Science for the People is listener supported. You can find us on Patreon, where you can support us with monthly donations in any amount. Your support keeps us afloat and able to keep making great new episodes. And we thank you for it. The show is produced by Bethany Brookshire and Rochelle Saunders and is edited by Ryan Bromsgrove. Our theme song was written and recorded by Fractal Pattern and its title is Binary Consequence. The show is hosted by Bethany Brookshire, Carolyn Wilkie, and me, Rochelle Saunders. 